Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to episode 14 of The Naughty Step, a parenting podcast for parenting people. Starring a man who is a columnist, an author, a long-distance walker, and like a father to my two children, Stuart Michael Heritage. And the Naughty Step presenter that people actually like, Robin Wilder. Hello! Today on the show... Prince Louis of Cambridge. And relatedly, why we're never, ever, ever having a third child. And on Bedroom Book Club, When We Were Very Young by A.A. Milne. So let's work, bitch. Now, why did you say that? Because uh, I'm like Britney, uh, in that I'm fierce and girl and get it and hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And also, you're a bitch. <laughs> Most importantly. Yes. Um, How are you, Stuart Heritage? I'm all right. Very. I'm going to say this up top because yes. I feel like we're losing listeners because of it. No phlegm talk today. Okay. Is that? Can we can we have no bodily fluids? No, probably almost zero bodily fluids. There you go, Katie, and everybody else. And who- everyone. <laughs> I've been inundated with people say someone said that they were driving along their in their car gagging on the motorway. <laughs> someone had to push away their omelette, which I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they paid for. Sorry, that, Amy Jones. That's hard. Imagine pushing away your omelette. Yeah. Side note, Herbie calls them pomclets. Yes. That was a very confusing conversation first thing in the morning. Can I have a pomclet? No, because they don't exist. That's right. I want to say this very quickly up top, by the way, because I've I've seen that how the listener stats go on this sort of thing, and they always drop off when we have to say the important stuff at the end. Right. On Saturday, yes. this coming Saturday... I am doing a charity walk, a 65-mile walk around the circumference, stop pulling that face, of the Isle of Wight for charity, uh, for Macmillan. Cancer support. Cancer support. uh, In memory of my mum, uh, I would quite like it if you could sponsor me, if you feel like it, if you're inclined. Uh, I can't remember the address of the Just Giving page. We'll if put you, it in the show notes. If you Google Just Giving and Stuart Heritage, you'll get it. Or we'll put it in the show notes. We'll do that too, but I mean, I'm just g- giving some fucking advice now. Up top. Who lo- who looks at show notes? I don't no know. No one looks at show notes. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so it's going to be very windy and very rainy and you're walking around a cliff. A cliff, a long... 65 miles. A 25... Uh, sleep deprived walking on the edge of a cliff. In the dark. So we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you're enjoying the final episode of the Naughty Step listeners. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. The week after, you're taking our oldest son to sleep next to some wolves. Yeah, you're more scared about that. I'm quite scared about everything. Uh, but I am quite scared about you going to a zoo that's had some wild animals escape. 
and then sleeping in a wooden house, which we know from experience that wolves can blow down uh, with with our, you know, our child. We will discuss this. Uh, probably the week after it happens, we'll discuss it. Will if, we? If Well, you can. It could if. just be you, sad, talking to a microphone. Oh, God. Saying, I wish they were both still alive. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're not talking about death today. We're talking about birth. We're talking about the royal birth. As we know, uh, Prince Louis Theroux of Genovia was born <laughs> uh, on the 23rd of April, which is a week ago now, I think. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, of He was delivered of Kate. Delivered to? She was delivered a child. That's how they say it. When is it? Royal. Yeah. She was delivered a child. Yeah, she, she was delivered of a child. She was delivered. That's not words. Those, those well, are, they are it's words. Excessively passive voice. Yeah. It's only. I think it's only used for when a royal baby is. I, I imagine if like they came out and they said, uh, "Here, ye, here, ye, she squirted a baby out <laughs> of her minge." That would probably be less. <laughs> here, ye, here, ye. She dropped a sprog out of her <laughs> sprog bucket. She's torn up her anus really badly. Fisher is four centimetres, four royal centimetres. Uh, yeah. No, that's that. Where was that guy hiding? The hear ye, hear ye guy. You know, he's not a real man, right? He's what? He's not... That like he's not a royal appointed. He's, he's just, just a guy. guy. He's just a guy with a costume so, who just turns up and shouts things. So just just to clarify, it's the guy who was dressed as a royal mayor type. Person. Yeah, a royal like, mayor. He just like a royal mayor. Like, yeah, yeah. No, he's not. He's not. He, he has just, no official capacity he, whatsoever. I'm I'm just clarifying what I'm talking about. So he's the man in the red thing with the hat, the three point hat. He turned out. Outside the Lindo wing of Richmond. I don't know. I can't remember whatever the hospital know. it is. Uh, and shouted, hear ye, hear ye, and told the world that the uh, that the royal baby had been born. Because we didn't have media for that. Yeah. And he's, you're saying he's just, just a man? Yeah, he's just a, he's just a bloke. Did he turn up the last two times? I think so. He's got a very hammy looking face. I'm sorry if any of you are related to him. Or it are in fact him. Oh, like he knows what a podcast is. He's cheat. Get, he shouts news by ringing a bell and shouting. He's no, he doesn't even know what the fucking internet is. That guy's a div. He's a div. Yeah. Man. Oh wow. What anyway, are why are we talking about this baby? Because, because you're born. a you're a through and through royalist. I'm not a royalist. I'm not an anythingist. But you went to school with many royals. I didn't go to school with many royals. <laughs> royals here, royals. That no, I I went to school with the some princesses. Right. I went to the same school as my uh prior my. What's it called? Prep school was the same school that Camilla went to. Mm-hmm. Is she a royal? Yeah, she's going to be the queen. I guess. Um, and then uh, my senior school, that's the one that the Duchess of York went to. Right. Sarah Ferguson. So not royal people, but people who get married to members of the royal family. Yeah, that's Am I a massive disappointment? Did you go to that school because you thought you'd marry a prince and now you're sitting in a shed in the rain <laughs> talking into a USB microphone about nothing to an audience of 50? 50-ish, I would say 15. Um, <laughs> I don't, no, no, I, that's not why I went to private school. That's not why I went to that school. Why did you go to the private school? I went to private school because my mum went to private school and everybody before me went to private school. Uh, but I went to that school out of all the schools that I went to see 
because they had chocolate pears for pudding on the day that I went to see them. And I went, hey, if I go here, I can have chocolate pears for pudding every day. Never again did we have fucking chocolate pears. That's my story. Well, what a sad story of I know. privilege. But, but we're talking about it because this is a parenting podcast and uh, 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 they're royal and they had a baby recently. Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah. And... The what, third. The third baby. What's your favourite bit of coverage? What's your favourite thing about this royal birth? Uh, the fact that I genuinely, genuinely haven't paid a single bit of attention <laughs> to it. Like, literally, I saw a tweet about it, and I saw someone say, that man isn't, he hasn't got a job, he's just a guy. <laughs> but that's, I don't know anything about it. I uh, I wrote a thing about it, because, obviously, Kate looks quite good. She, like, had the baby, and then had a blow-dry. And- oh, blow-dry, good. I honestly thought you were going to say blowjob. I'm sorry. She had the baby, had a blowjob. Uh, in that time, she grew a penis, and then she learned how to use it. And, and what, what what would feel good on That's the That's what happens after the third, isn't it? Yeah. To make sure you never have any more. Yeah, Your so vagina the first one, turns the first, into a penis. The first one is diamond. The second one is paper. The third one is blowjob. That's right? It's like anniversaries. No, it isn't. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. You ain't giving me no paper. Oh, dear. Diamonds, they're giving you plenty. Yeah, loads of diamonds, <laughs> dripping in diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Um, so that's what did I look like after? Because when Kate had the baby, she looked yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. And she's done this every time. And I know she's got a team of stylists and everything, but I think I look like I've been punched. Yeah, yeah. No, you were both times. Um, I've got photos of them both. You were several hours afterwards laying. Well, the first time. You passed out because of blood loss, so you were laying on a gurney, uh, and I had to sort of put the herbie onto you, and you were like, "No, not now! Get him away from me!" Well, I thought because you were gonna, yeah, Yeah. uh, for good reason. The second time, you were under general anaesthetic, (laughs) so it was the same. But I was medically, I wasn't allowed to go near you, so you were just laying down. You were snoring a lot, like a lot. And we were in a we were in a room in the de- not even a delivery room. It was just some recovery place, oh, and you were snoring so loudly. Oh my god! And then uh, just like Kate, yeah. And then Ned did his first poo, and it was loud. So you were going, <laughs> and he was going, <laughs> and I saw like every moment of my the rest of my life flash in front of me. Did you? Yeah. So it's very similar. Very similar. Yeah, to the yeah. Royal you birth. didn't you didn't get dressed. You didn't wear shoes for days. No, well, I had a C-section, so yeah. I couldn't really get up. Yeah, yeah. I did wear attractive stockings. No judgment, Robin. You went through a big thing. And a little you... judgment? It sounds like a little... No you judgment. Didn't wear this shoes. is your problem, isn't like, it? Well, this is your is problem. problem. You see judgment where there is none. Really? Is that what's yeah, going on? that's one of your problems. Oh, really? <laughs> kind of sounds kind of judgy. That, well, you would say that, wouldn't you? Because you've got some paranoia. <laughs> lingering paranoia. What I don't understand is, like, when... When I was towards the end of my pregnancies, both times, I was my face was really swollen, like my nose was a bit swollen, my lips were a bit swollen. Yeah. Why did Kate not look like that? Even under all that makeup. I'm gonna she... say because Kate doesn't have a medical allergy to ibuprofen like you well, do. <laughs> and just kept being given ibuprofen. Yeah. Well yeah. Oh, did they give me ibuprofen the second time? No, no, we made sure she Ugh. Um But anyway, she looks she looks really good. And I think the only way that she could have achieved this is one, if the, I reckon, they teleported the baby out of her. So she didn't have to push. Right. Just like, 
baby. Mm-hmm. And secondly, they had a time machine because they're the royals, right. right? Yeah. And they went back like a couple of days and sort of gave her a face mask and uh, the Kate that appeared outside the oh, window was wing. past Kate. Past Kate. No, wait, because yeah. past Kate, Kate was just lying. No, past Kate would be very heavily pregnant. That makes no sense. Or maybe they've got a backup baby. They've like teleported two babies out of her now. Okay, what, what does a backup story. baby do? What's There's, the point of having a backup baby? It's the past baby. They put him in like a oh I don't know some sort of chamber as a double for the for the real baby. Right, but she's still pregnant. If there's been a time machine. Well, there are two timelines now, so there are two Kates, two babies. Yeah, she does. No, she has three babies. No, I mean two Kates, two Louis. Okay, but uh, they're both pregnant. They're, but they're both no, no. One of them, one of them is given. They both given birth. Right. But one of them is just a bit further along. So she oh, so they've, they've, they've waited like three weeks and yeah. then zapped her back. Yeah. Right, well, that makes sense. Why didn't you say that? <laughs> My favourite bit of coverage was just the day, just someone pointing out that... So Kate wore, uh, when she came out, a beautiful red dress with like a lace collar. And someone pointed out that it's exactly the same one as... Mia Farrow and Rosemary's oh, wow. Baby. Oh, <laughs> that is exactly the same. Oh, that's funny. It's very funny, isn't it? Considering that Rosemary's Baby is about a woman who's been impregnated by a coven of evil witches with the Antichrist. And the other one's Kate Middleton, who's a member of the royal family. I don't oh, know. I think that's quite funny. It is quite funny. Well done. Now that I'm having to explain it to you while you look at me impassively, it seems less funny. Oh, God. Um... And they named him after Louis C.K. Yeah. Do you know what his middle name is? C. Spacey. C, is it? Yeah. They called him Louis C.K. Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile. Windsor. Is it Windsor or is it Mountbatten? I don't care. Okay, sorry. Now, it's the third baby. Yeah, it's the third baby. So he's going to have third child syndrome. Which is what? I don't know. I was thinking about, I was thinking about your mum's family the other day. Mm-hmm. And so... The eldest of your mum's... So your mum had loads of siblings. Yeah. And sort of towards the eldest, they're quite sort of organised and kind of uh, in control of things. Yeah. And then you get down towards your Uncle Vince, who's the youngest, and he's just like driving a van across Africa. Yeah, but he, I would say on paper, is the most successful one of them all. Yeah, yeah, but he's got he's quite relaxed. Yeah, he <laughs> seems is. Seems a very relaxed person. Yeah. I wonder if Louis is going to be just like, ah, fuck it. Well, Louis doesn't, right. So there's the first one, the, the boy one. George. George. He's going to be the King of England. So yes. he, he has no fun his entire no. life. There is the Charlotte. girl. Yeah, Charlotte. she's middle child. Yeah, so, so she's like Princess Anne in this situation. Yeah. Who also, zero fun, looks like just... Is she the one who, in the crown, threw stuff around her bedroom and went, I'm going to marry... Uh, Adrian Veidt. I can't remember. And then the third one, who cares? Like, there would need to be an in, a bus crash of enormous proportions for him to have any sort of role. So he can just get away with... He's Harry. He he's can do ha- whatever he's he just, wants. He's just going to wear Nazi uniforms yeah. and piss around. We're not having a third child, are we? No. <laughs> no, we're not having a third child. There are child. lots of reasons that we're not having a third child. Are they? Name them quickly. I'm five million years old. Yes. I can't remember any of their names already. Yes. Uh... We only have a three-bedroom house, so the third child would have to sleep under the dining table. Yes. Um, and that's why I think that's why Kate and William called him Louis, because Louis is one of George's middle names. 
so that technically when they can't remember when they're trying to call Clever. Louis and they're going George Charlotte Louis technically that's one of one of their names two of their names so they would have got it right that's great they should uh, maybe just give them all barcodes or and just scan Foreman. their heads George Foreman so George Foreman has five sons named George yeah uh, so maybe that's what they do but so what you're saying that the, the answer is to call every child who is born to any parent George Foreman yeah that would sort it out. Makes that no sense. It makes loads of sense. Cause How would you all... be able to tell anyone apart? You no, go in I... for a job interview, you say George Foreman, everyone would stand up. Yeah. Stupid. George Foreman, then your last name. That's, you're, you're completely disregarding the point of having a name, which is to distinguish yourself against other people. But for a mum... No! It does mean... Do the work! No! Do the work! No! Um, today on Bedroom Book Club, we are going to slightly deviate uh, from the picture book of the month uh, formula that we've been keeping. And we're going to read... What are we going to read, Robin? We're going to read When We Were Very Young by A.A. Milne. The book's called When We Were... Very Young. Yeah. Although a prolific playwright and author, it wasn't until When We Were Very Young that A.A. Milne rose to national prominence. A collection of poetry inspired by and dedicated to his three-year-old son, Christopher Robin. When we were very young, details such simple pleasures as walking on the beach and playing with puppies. It's also where we first meet a teddy bear who would go on to become Winnie the Pooh. Published by Methuen in 1924 and currently has an Amazon page rank of 169,877. Woo! I hope it does well. I think for a book that's nearly 100 years old to still be in the top 200 thousand books on amazon that's all right that's it's not bad is it very lovely yeah it's hard to read is it i think so because i didn't even recently realize i read it when i was a child or that my mum read it uh, to me yeah. and like just keep stumbling over stuff that makes me choke yes right so uh oh god we have to probably explain why we read this book to our kid you should go ahead yeah uh um so so this was a book that my mum used to read to me a lot when I was a kid. Um, right. A lot. Uh, and up until quite old, because I remember my dad used to work in Saudi Arabia and I had to give my copy of this book, my well-loved copy of this book, to an Egyptian boy named Ahmed, who was you learning English, under my mum's strict instructions. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I read it from I don't know when. She seems to think I, was, I could read the poems when I was two. Right. She seemed to think that I could, uh, I'd memorize, I'd read it so much that by the age of like probably late twos, I uh, could uh, just recite them. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Herbie. Yeah. Um, and mum bought another copy of the book because she wanted to read it to Herbie. Right. And sort of continue it along. But then she got ill. Yeah. And she died. Um, and I read a poem from this book at her funeral. Yes, you did. Badly. Very well. <laughs> really badly. Really well. No, I stumbled all over it. It was it was very bad. Um, and then recently at my dad's house, we found the copy of the book that she bought for, for her to read to Herbie. So I've been reading it to Herbie. And that's why we've got it. And it's beautiful and very hard to read, isn't it? Very hard to read. Well, I... I mean, there are there are poems in it that I just I can't. Yeah. There's the one that I read at the funeral, which I just I can't read at all. No, no. Uh, 
and <laughs> I just have to keep skipping across it and be like, well, we'll read this one another time, Ebs. <laughs> uh, but then you put him to bed and then you started crying when you were reading them. Yeah, because I think lots of us probably have memories of this book. Um, and uh, But it's a po- it's a book of poems, so you're not going to flick through it all the time. Mm. And sometimes you're like, oh, oh, here's a bear. And, you know, the one about... Um, the oh, what is it? The bears in the street. The oh, the cracks in the pavement. The lines. Yeah, the cracks in the pavement. Um, lines and squares. Lines and squares. The one about the brownie. I, you know, I didn't. I didn't even know that I knew these. And then I start reading them. And the, the rhythm and the cadence of it brought back my mum. My oh, mum. Christ. Who's not, yeah. He's not well. And my dad. He's he's no longer here. Um, so it's, it's it's quite hard for me to read. I can't imagine what it's like for you to read. Um, well, I do you know? Aside from that, all the all the horrible sadness. It's a really good book. It's brilliant, isn't it's it? It's such like the poems are tight. <laughs> you know, they're like they're like they've got Eminem style flow to them. <laughs> Some of them, I mean, they're very rhythmically... And I just learnt today, looking into it, a lot of them were originally songs. Gruffalo, oh, really? Gruffalo style, oh, Julia really? Donaldson style, they used to be songs. That's why when you read the Buckingham Palace poem, which they're changing the guards at Buckingham Palace, you sing it. And I'm yeah. like, where the fuck did she get that melody from? Who, me? Yeah. And it's because it was a song. The changing guards at Buckingham Palace. Yeah. <laughs> you see, now you, there's an instrumental break in that that isn't made clear in the poetry at all. But it's yeah, it's it's a really it's a nice mix between just sort of very good, strong rhythmic poems, and like lovely descriptive sort of nature pastoral kind of pieces. Yeah, and it's like there's a there's a little bit of Edward Lear in it, so it's a bit mm-hmm. silly, but it's not silly like uh, the like Lewis Carroll stuff, which is a bit scary. Yeah, like the Buffalo Buffalo Bisons. There are lions and roaring tigers and enormous camels and things. There are buffalo buffalo bisons. <laughs> yes, they do. What? They eat grass. Buffalo buffalo bisons eat grass? Yes. It's Herbie's, that's Herbie's favourite poem. It's called At the Zoo and it's just got slightly wrong animals in it and he loves it. There are badgers and bidgers and bodgers and a superintendent's house. There are masses of goats and a polar... And different kinds of mouse. And I think there's a sort of a something which is called a wallaboo. <laughs> What's a wallaboo? It's about getting his teeth angry. Is about getting his teeth angry? Yeah. Have you got angry teeth? Wow, you have got angry teeth. What noise do your angry teeth make? Okay, uh, and he also he's he's settled on favourites very quickly. Really, there's one called the Four Friends. He loves that. He, uh, and there's one called the Three Foxes, <laughs> and there's one about tails. Oh. And the ones I really like, there's one called um, Disobedience, which I love, and it's all about. It's like it's got very, it's got a nice. Uh, cadence to it. It's, oh, I really like it, but he hates it. Oh, he hates and every time I start, it's like it starts with like George, George, something, something. No, James, James, Morrison, Morrison, Weatherby. And as soon as I get to Morrison, he's like, not this one. <laughs> and I have to read in the fucking the tales one again. Oh yeah, uh, Daffy Down Dilly. That's one of 
The ones my mum used to read to me. And the water lilies. Uh, and it's beautifully illustrated as well. It wouldn't be itself without the illustrations by E.H. Shepherd. Yeah. And they're Winnie the Pooh. That's the Winnie the Pooh illustrator. Yes, yeah, because this is the first time uh, he, he wrote about Winnie the Pooh because Christopher Robin had a fat teddy bear. And he wrote this, it's a long poem, it's like six pages long about what a fat shit this fucking teddy bear is. <laughs> he's fat and he's stupid, they're the two things. Uh, and he's come on to become this beloved children's character. Um, it's a classic. It is a classic, it it's a great... Every kid's bookshelf. It's a great book of poetry. And what I like about it as well is that it's, he wrote a second volume called Now We Are Six... Yes. So when we were very young, he wrote for a three-year-old for his yeah. son when he was three, and when he was six, they were they're slightly more six-year-oldy poems. So he's really he's written them for his son, and he names his son in it. I think that's really nice. Although yeah. uh, we keep bringing up Gone Girl in this podcast, I, I, so it's good that Chris, Christopher Robin past. didn't Gone Girl anyone, did he? No, no, he's fa- lived a fairly unremarkable life, which is what I hope for for Herbie. Yes. Satisfying, but not uh, remarkable in the sense that uh, he would be singled out in any way. <laughs> Despite the best actions of his parents, who have a podcast about him and write <laughs> endless newspaper articles. And called him Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> if you, would you write poems for Herbie? Yeah, well, well, I sort of... Oh, I don't know if I should talk about this. Um, the children's book. Are you, right? Are you working on children? Yeah, You're working on I'm children's working book. on a children's book, and I'm not sure what's going to come of it, if anything. But I'm writing it for how old he is now, and what I'd love to do is, in five years' time, write another one for how old he is in five years, and That'll just be keep doing. I know it would be nice, and obviously for Ned as well. Although he can just probably have a hand me down because <laughs> that's that's how second children work. Yeah. Like one of the reasons I don't want to have a third child is I dare not think what we might do to that third child. Leave him in a drawer. Yeah. Well, it works. That's what we do with the with the second one, and he's the happiest kid who ever lived. We don't actually leave him in a drawer. Oh, you know, Social metaphorically, services. we leave him in a drawer. We don't. We don't even metaphorically leave him in a drawer. Um, if you were going to write a poem poems for Herbie, what would they be about? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. What would it, if you did it? What would they be about? Probably a giraffe. Yeah, yeah. It's all the, it's all the things he likes, and that's what the the sort of the book is. I'm just taking all the things he likes Giraffes, and mashing them together. Cheese. Pasta. <laughs> it would just be a book about pasta and being a bit naughty. And singing. Shall we rate when we were very young by AA Milne out of ten? Yes. One, One two, two, three, ten. ten. Yeah! That never happens. No. They didn't you, happen with you... Blippi. Well, oh, and they're, they're of equal value. Blippi <laughs> and... Do you think in like 94 years or however long it would be, there'd be some sort of podcast where people are like, now, do you remember sitting down when we watched that Blippy episode as children. And then my mum died and I recounted a Blippy episode at her funeral. I figured out that uh, Blippy is like if Toby Maguire and Pee Wee Herman had a baby. No. Why not? It is like if Andrew Cunanan had a baby with Andrew <laughs> Cunanan. <laughs> no, it's not. I see he has a slightly more uh, disconcerting air about him than <laughs> then, Andrew Cunanan. <laughs> That's it for this episode of The Naughty Step. Next week, I think, we'll probably talk about how uh, our kid, our older kid, isn't getting on brilliantly with the concept of sharing. 
So if you could uh, make us feel less alone and tell us about your experiences of not sharing, especially with siblings and or any tips, that would be great. So that's next week. Siblings not getting on slash sharing. Tweet us at Naughty Naughty Step Step Pod. Not the Naughty naughty Step. step. I feel like we're we're getting them a lot of followers because... If you like punishment-based porn on Twitter, <laughs> I'm for some see, reason, let me just see what the the latest the oh, latest yeah. ah oh they haven't tweeted since October 2015 and oh my goodness I've just realised their profile picture is a, a lady with a cock mask. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, subscribe for God's sake. We'd really like it if you actually subscribed. Subscribe to us. Review us on iTunes and let us know about your uh, sharing. And sibling fail yeah. with your children. See you next week. Get some sleep. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.